We're talking about motivation. We're talking about all these things, entrepreneurship. But if you don't budget, it's really hard to accomplish any of these goals. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. What's up? What's up? This is your boy, Big Dreams. Welcome to the manhood experiment. On today's topic, we're going to be talking about something that's so important to me. I believe like when I've learned this, it completely changed my trajectory in life. And that is finances. We talk about spiritual health. We talk about mental health. We talk about physical wellness, but we don't always speak on financial health. So today we're going to focus on financial health, give you some tips and some topics, and hopefully you can really pull something from this. I think it will be a game changer for you. It's known to lower stress levels, and we'll really get into it. But first, I got to check in with my boys. J-Dragon, T-Rex, how y'all feeling? Yeah, boy, feeling good. Happy to be here. Hot topic, life is good. What's good with you, fellas? I've been good this week. I had a little. I was a little bit under the weather and had to take some time just to recuperate, but still doing my work, still trying to get my training in, but just a little easy getting that rest and recovery. Yes, sir. Always get that training in. You know, there's a reminder that, that, that crept up on me again, just to touch on that. I wake up in the morning, sometimes you don't feel like the body's aching, it's not feeling right. Maybe you attempt and you say, you know what, I'm going to just, that little voice in my head says, take it easy. But then you push through and you, you, you feel this just flow of energy come through and it's just on the other side. So I think I plant that seed for that the reminder that I'm always going to bias for, you know, those, those positive <laughs> habits to get the juices flowing. Yeah, man. You know, I agree with you. Getting up early and getting that energy going. Like I told y'all, we adopted a dog. And since then, my dog has like this internal clock. Like she starts kind of little crying a little bit or like around the same time every morning. So it gets me up. It gives me a reason like, all right, I can't be selfish. I wouldn't want to hold my bladder that long. Let me get up, let my dog out so she can go frolic and be free. Then I'm out there and I'm basking in the fresh morning dew in the air, <laughs> in the ambience of the day. I'm like, you know, this is nice. Let me wake up. I'm, this, I'm the only one up. You know yeah, what? Let me get peaceful. some stuff done while I'm up. Let me hit the gym real quick. It's peaceful. It's so yeah. peaceful, man. But I really want to get into it today without further ado. want to get in these finances, man. I think this is a topic that we truly do not spend enough time on, especially since the pandemic. I think that it's even more important these days to really dive into this conversation. Growing up in the single family home, you know, we didn't really talk about finances. We talked about, you know, a lot of things. Honestly, we talked about uh, what my mom's job was and what her work was, which is like music and production. So we had that conversation a lot. However, finances was never just a round table conversation. You know, there were different rules that I learned maybe from my dad. It was like, stay away from credit. You know, don't use that. Like, get you into trouble. You know what I mean? Just things that weren't necessarily true, but they were kind of projections of his own experience. Mm. And then my mom, she was really good with finances, but we didn't talk about it enough to really pull out what strategies she she was using or break it down. So I figured we would take this episode to really go over some things. Since I'm actually in the financial industry myself, I wanted to bring some things that I found that work for my clients that have worked for me personally and share those with you, our listeners. That way you have a takeaway and you have a how-to to better your situation. Because I want oh. y'all to win. 
you know, what's some phrases that you received, Jay? Such an important topic. You know, I think there's those phrases that are imprinted in our heads as kids, depending on the environment that you grew up with. And I know this is a topic that people don't talk about as much, but a lot of people have, I think, an association of fear around finances. Mm. And like you said, I think when you get your finances straight, where you open up so much more energy. But for me, I heard the things, you know, like money doesn't grow on a tree. And mm. <laughs> and I, I saw a lot of poor spending habits. Like, well, we can't afford that. And a fear around people that have money. The other people are people that have money and we have what we need. And I had a lot yeah. of poor conditioning around money, to be honest with you. And it was something that I avoided a lot and, and thought about it the wrong way. Like, oh, I just need to make more and then I won't have to worry about that. But, you know, it, simple cliche thing, mm. the more I made, the more problems, the more I spent and, and so on. So I think it's a really important topic. Baby, baby. Yeah, yeah it's biggie. Mm-hmm. More money, Truth. more problems. Facts. You're right. You're right. You're so right. And that's one of the things I also want to tackle in this conversation. But first, what about you, T? What are some phrases that maybe you've heard growing up or some myths that maybe you want me to debunk as we have this conversation today? Yeah, it's always around scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. And it was, you know, just going to get something or something I want. When you spend that money, this person will get $1 richer, you'll get $1 poorer. Mm. That sort of mindset. And I grew up, as you know, my story, I grew up in Trinidad, the Caribbean, didn't have much. But when I came to the U.S. and I was around, and this is something I guess we'll talk about a little more in detail, but when I was around other people, wealthy people, I saw just a different mindset. Mm. So it's it's a lot to do with mindset. So that's kind of when the light bulb went off for you um, based yeah. on the people you were around. A hundred percent, yeah. I would truly agree with that because the conversations that I've been able to have I'm in a place with my company when I work for corporate America, and I'm in a place where I can talk to these wealthy individuals every day. And I have the space to ask, what are your concerns? Do you have a financial plan? How are you saving for the next day? How are you preparing for this plan? What are you doing today? And how are you moving? And then sometimes I will learn new things from them that I didn't even think was out there. I'm like, wow, hold on. This is this is how you move? This is how you mm-hmm. prepare for your taxes? This is Oh my gosh, I didn't even know you can do these things. So I'm going to break it down from the beginning to where it started for me. And maybe throughout the podcast, as you guys listen in, I'll continue to introduce more financial education since I have such a strong base in that because I know somebody needs it. I want to make sure you guys have a place. I never want you to like listen to us and feel like, dang, they missed out on the opportunity to gain some really vital information that could change their whole life. We're talking about motivation. We're talking about all these things, entrepreneurship. But if you don't budget, it's really hard to accomplish any of these goals. So the financial planning piece really comes down to the budgeting. And like you were talking about, Jay, it doesn't matter how much money you make. Because I've met doctors that couldn't refinance their homes Mm -hmm. because bad and poor money management. Mm -hmm. Taking out too much of a deductible. So the next year when they want to apply for a mortgage, they're saying, hey, you don't make enough. You took too many deductibles the year before as an entrepreneur, so now you can't actually get the loan that you want because you're not saying that you actually reported enough money or enough income. Mm -hmm. So just little things like that in preparation. So it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's how much you keep and how much you allocate. And I'm not preaching to be a penny pincher, but let me give you some examples here. So I just wrote down some tips and some step-by-steps to actually create this budget plan. One of the things I want to just first put out a disclaimer that, like I said, the strategies presented in this podcast today, these are my own opinions. These are my own personal experiences and things that have worked for me. 
they don't actually reflect the values or the conversations of my company that I work for. So I want to create that separation. This is big dreams budget plan. All right, y'all with me? <laughs> yep. Sure. I don't want y'all out there trying to cancel me and nothing crazy like that. <laughs> but I do hope that these help you. Like I said, I've been in the industry for eight years and it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's about what you keep. So what I'm going to do is take you down to the first step and ask yourself, what things are you spending unnecessarily for? Because that's the first part. You got to kind of take that moment to dive deep, really assess yourself. You know, Jay's always talking about assessing your situation, right? So take a moment to say, listener, take a moment right now. Think, what am I spending too much money on? And we'll probably come up to the same conclusion. It's like a magic trick, one of those like mind magic tricks. And we can say it at the same time. One, two, three, food. <laughs> when Man, I first I'm in such started. denial about that. I'm in, <laughs> and my wife is too. You know, now that we're married, she looks at my budget and she says, You spend twelve hundred dollars at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I'm like, baby, I work hard to deserve this. I'm not out buying booze. Okay. I'm not out I'm not out blowing my money. This is this is what I do. I'm taking care of myself. Oh, gee, I'm being proactive. <laughs> Help me, dreams. <laughs> Help us. Help us. Help me. <laughs> Man, I, the listeners, I know everybody just had a big laugh. You thought about it and you're like, I do spend too much damn money on food. <laughs> I don't know. It's the manhood. See, I invest. The man in you. I invest, you invest, bro. I invest in food, in my body, my temple. But you know what? That's not bad, though. If you're being very health conscious and food is something you need, then yeah, you, know, you should include yeah. that in your budget. You know, yeah. say if you're not eating out a lot. But you want to make sure you have these things, you know, included in your budget. That's completely fine. Just make sure you do so. You know, one of the first things I also want to get out of the way before you set your budget, you need a goal. The biggest piece. So this is step one with getting into your budget. You need that goal. We're always talking about the mindset, right? That motivation, you know, whether it's a new car, it's a vacation, or you're trying to simply, not simply, but you're trying to get out of debt. If you don't have a goal, you will become inconsistent and you would lack a reason to keep up with your budget. But if you can always say, no, you know what? I'm not about to go out this night. I just went out the other night. You know what? I'm going I'm, I'm to chill. I'm going to chill because I really want this new car. And when y'all see me in this car, I'm going to be flat. If it's a personal reason for you like that, don't think of it as being vain, but find something to keep you disciplined. Because if you don't have that motivation, then you won't keep it. You guys, what kind of motivates you to stay in budget? What's one of your biggest either fears or either wants that helps you kind of stay in line with what you're supposed to do? So I'll go first. I think goals, I have a sheet, a one-page sheet every day I look at, and this is my goals. And some of it includes, yeah, it includes health is number one, financial freedom. But one of the biggest goals I have is a house um, I'm saving towards. And that's a huge goal. And with that, that requires a lot of planning, a lot of thinking, a lot of, you know, just getting into the numbers. So every day I look at this and this motivates me to be consistent. That just goes back to what you just said, having that goal. So that visual, I, I just like, again, for me, goals is just very visual for me. I just think about being in that place and just comfortable security. It's not like, a, oh, I need a fancy house, a big house. It's just like comfortable, safe 
place I could just like enhances my well-being and that contributes greatly towards me taking a proactive interest in into my uh, money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What about you, Jack? You know, for me, it's a little bit different. Things have changed, like being with my partner, who's much more financial savvy and just has more discipline. Like she grew up with a family who just stressed so much about having that security. And for her, like she'd be stressed out if she had less than, you know, $80,000 in savings. And me growing up, like if I had that much, it's just I'd be planning trips like, okay, where where could I go? Plan trips? <laughs> so for me, where things have changed is I've adjusted my thermostat. We've bought a house. I, this is the second house that I bought, the first house we bought together. But for me, I have a baseline and a thermostat of savings that I need to have in a sense of security. I find that if it drops under a certain amount, my scarcity mindset goes up because I grew up with this big environment of the scarcity. And then my creativity flows, my temperament, all those things are adjusted. So for me, it's a thermostat of knowing that I have enough to be proactive and I could make some investments. I can take care of the things that need taken care of. I can buy the food and the things that I want to enjoy. So there's a level of security that's been newer now that especially we had, a, you have a child come in, which we didn't want to mm. allow that process to happen until we knew we each had a level of savings. We had our home, the vehicles and everything. So for me, make, make sure we have the necessities is really big. But that's been something that's adjusted with time. And I'll, I'll be honest, I was late to the show. Like I mm. grew up solo population me for so long. That's like I could go on trips with friends. I could do things and get by. But that created stress in our relationship big time, which I know we'll get into mm. because that's one of the biggest issues. That and communication are why most relationships really struggle. So You hit it um, right there, Jay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You hit it right there. You know, we talk about so many things, so many topics, and you were finding how these things are intertwined now, which we want that because in this podcast, we don't want to just give you one side here, one side this, and then you never connect the dots. We're really trying to make this a holistic manhood experiment. And what happens is we separate our own past of how we used to do things, and then we get to this new place and we have to reset it. So with budgeting, it's very similar because when you're budgeting by yourself, you might get in what it's called like survival mode. And that's how I grew up. Uh, my wife, she grew up in very structured situations, similar to your situation, Jay, to where, you know, you may have been a great problem solver. So you're living maybe day to day or week to week. And she's planning out the whole year. So when I met my wife, she had these skills that I desired. When I first met her, one of her first questions was, what's your credit score? Not just like, just kind of getting into it with my new company jumping in into the financial realm. I'm like, yo, I can't be out here giving people financial advice and I don't got my own stuff together. I can't I can't live like that. I can't live with that type of energy. You know, I can't be out here being a hypocrite. I gotta I gotta walk the walk. I gotta talk it like I walk or walk it like I talk it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that really motivated me to going from this five twenty five credit score to getting up to, you know, when we first purchased our first home my 801 credit score. And, you know, she beat me by two points. She had an 803. But such a big journey and big turnaround for me based on having the motivation of, like you said, T, to be a homeowner. That was my motivation. I was like, and also I wanted my marriage to work. I didn't want money to be a conversation that we had all day. I wanted to be the guy that could provide that security, mm-hmm. that peace of mind that you could say, hey, babe, what's the plan? All right. You know what? And this is another piece of that uh, toxic uh, masculinity. Sometimes we got to 
we got to really look into that as well. My wife has the skills already in life based on her past experiences of being better with the details of things. I realized that I'm a visionary. So I had a how-to of how we can get this home, but I can take that plan and give it to her and she can help us maintain it over time with her skills of details. So that's one, and that's another thing I want you to do. So guys that you are in relationships, go with who has the best skills for this situation. If you really want to touch on the relationship piece, if your finances can help that. But let's let's jump back into this budget. I don't want to drift too far off, all right? So first thing I want you to do is say in a grid form, this is step one. After you get your motivation for why you want to budget and all these different reasons, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a house, whether it's a goal, I want you to go down in grid form. You can get a PDF Excel sheet. They have budgets right there on Excel. Most of us have it. Or you can go online, download a budget, PDF, and you can actually fill it in. There's plenty of them out there. And one of these things that I want to hit on is called the 50-30-20 rule. Have you guys ever heard of that? I feel like maybe somewhat reference. I do want to just touch on, just to make sure we keep this excitement up really high, like budgeting yeah. was a topic that I avoided for a long time because it was just boring. And I was just like, oh, I always have a lot of opportunities available. I can make money. But I really want to hit mm-hmm. home on like, when you budget, you're setting yourself up to have more leverage in life. You'll be able to do things like leverage your time so much better. You'll be able to have mm-hmm. less stress. You will be prepared. And that's really big. Less stress means more energy, more positive energy that you can be productive. But I just want to yes. like really plant that seed here. It's not just about putting together a budget because we know we need to. It's about setting up your future so that you can play and be proactive and do things in a big way. And I think that's just really important to hit that because for me, I avoided it because I was like, oh, it's boring. It's uncomfortable. Mm. So I just wanted to plant that seed there. If anybody could relate to me, it's like, gosh, I wish I did this more and like <laughs> like bigger about it like a decade ago or, or more. Yeah. Like when you look at it, go ahead, T. You want to say yeah, something? I just wanted to add, you know, budgeting when it, the simplistic term is money coming in, money going out. And either you're looking at that or it's happening and you're not tracking it. And it's, it's just for me, it's almost like your nutrition. If you're not looking at it, at least from a high point, just like observing what's going on, it could go way off. So, but mm. I'm curious about that 50, 30, 20 method you spoke about. Yeah, I like both of those points there. This is a topic that can really be exciting because you're talking about money. Who doesn't like money, right? I love finances. And the second thing you spoke about, T, is that budgeting can really help you get to that goal. So you can break it down into what's called this 50-30-20 rule. So where 50% of, if you're going to break it down, say like a pie chart or however you want to, 50% of your budget should be needs. And I'm talking net income because I have different rules for gross income. That's different. That'll get into like a credit conversation. And I think we're going to have to make this like a three-part series because there's so much to talk about. So we're going to focus on budgeting. 50, 30, 20. 50% are your needs. 30% are your wants. 20% are your savings. Easy enough. And if you kind of break down your finances, hopefully you get close as you can to this type of proportion as far as the things that you want, the things that you need, and things that you're saving for are lining up. And some, you may be able to adjust this slightly based on what your needs are, you know, based on if your goal is really a house, you might want to do 25% savings because you don't really have that many wants right now. What you want is a house, (laughs) you know? 
So that's one of the first thing I want you to do is kind of categorize your expenses in the sense of, all right, is this what I need right now? Is this what I want? And this is what I'm saving for. So just to get a different, a general ideal of your net income and your net income is what you're taking home is what you capture in that net. Your gross is how much you make on like a salary, but your net, if no one ever told you, is what you're actually taking home and what actually shows up in your deposit account, checking account, savings account, wherever you get your direct deposit. Okay. Y'all with me? Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. All right, step two categorize your payments. So you, what you want to do is you want to separate the necessities such as like rent, your auto loan, your groceries, gym, membership from your fluctuating payments such as gas, electricity, and water. Because even though these are all necessities, right? Things you have to pay. You need your car to get to work. You need a place to live. You got to eat. You know, you need good health. So you might put gym membership. So two things I want to note is that I put groceries under a fixed number, not a fluctuating number. I want you guys to take some time, look at how much you actually spend on groceries and put it in your budget as a fixed number. Do not go over that because that will basically give you the excuse to go over your budget. And I don't want you guys to run into that. The second thing is I put gym under necessity because depending on who you are, you may have different needs. Like you may need that gym to keep you healthy, you know? So those are two things that I want you to notice, even though some people may put those under like your wants. I put those two things under one, a fixed number and two, a necessity. So we talked about how much do you put away for groceries? Anybody want to volunteer to say like, what is your grocery budget? Yeah, mine's a uh, thousand. Not that I need to spend that. I got, I love flavor. I got seasonings and sauces <laughs> and I don't eat out, you know, so our budget for eating out is very small. Okay. I don't want to say it's small, but we just don't eat out a lot. We make a lot of food. So that's how I justify it. And I probably lump in some like vitamin supplement stuff that's in there. And my wife balks at that and thinks that's like way absurd, especially like knowing that's going to grow with her child and we have dogs mm. and all that. So to me, it's just like I look at numbers. And I'm like, oh, well, it's not as bad as this and that type of thing. But it's just loose. Like my average time and I, I go to Trader Joe's like three times per week and it's, you know, $70 here, $80 here on average. I go to Whole Foods, it's $80 here and there. It's multiple times per week type of thing. So the justification mm. type of thing is where that's loose. And it's like, I get by, but then in the past, I've ran into issues where it's like, oh, you run into something urgent and you don't have all that income because you've just, you've thought, you've got your your wants turned into what you thought were needs and all that. So very true. What about you, T? I think that's a really good point you made about uh, putting groceries under a fixed budget. Because for me, it's it's always fluctuating, and I'm like, what do I do with this? And uh, in the grocery, I'll look at uh, I spent X amount of dollars this week, but then throughout the week, I'm eating out. I might go to a restaurant. Example: This week, I wasn't feeling so well, so I'm home. So, but I ordered DoorDash. You know, it just adds up, and those things, it's just like, oh, I didn't take that into consideration. So I like that you have this under fixed budget. 
and it's a discipline muscle mm. and uh, just like how you groceries are there will be other expenses that you would have to build this discipline muscle around but i think groceries are one of those things that you give for me at least and jay we give this a lot of leeway and it could mm -hmm. get out of hand yeah i think that was important that's why i mentioned it early in the conversation like we say it on three one two mm -hmm. three food because i knew what it was that's yeah. that was the, one of the biggest ones for me because we had a grocery budget but then we would go in the store and then we would overspend I was like, what's the point of having a budget if we went over? Like, I'm even now, I'm frustrated even if we go over $5 because it's the discipline of it now. Mm. It's like it's going to the gym that morning and then you're like, you know what? Right after, I can't find anything but fast food. You're like, I don't want it. I don't want it right now. I just spent all this time building this habit and putting Ooh, this time good. in myself. I want to actually only put the best things that are going to help me get to my goal that are appropriate now, you know? That's big. See, the, the grocery, just really quick, it, it turns into a gray area. If I find it at a grocery store, is it groceries? If I buy a $20 candle, if I buy, you know, these sauces, <laughs> I buy matcha tea that's like $30. $30. Oh, this supplement that maybe I need for my immune system because everyone around me is getting sick. And I, that's how it happens. I love that if you put that plan together. You know, I think, T, you had brought this up to me because I help you with some of your, your health and fitness stuff. The same example, to me, I have so much clarity on what it takes to get into shape or to reach like an objective if you're training for something because it's just mm -hmm. so clear to me. But yet with the budgeting type of thing, maybe it's an uncomfortable topic and so I just avoid it and say, hey, things take care of themselves, this and that. But it's funny how they really are. You, you really can't think about them the same way. Like I take pride in like, well, yeah, of yeah. course I'm not going to eat that junk food. I just worked out for this and that. And um, I'm training mm -hmm. for this. So this is like, this fits into that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm really glad that you're able to pull that analogy because we have a lot of people that listen to our podcast based on, you know, the health piece because you bring that element, Jay. And for you to come to that conclusion, that realization, I know a lot, a lot of our listeners right now are like, dang, you know what? Epiphany. I got the same moment. I just had the same moment, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and then T, you're like, you know, you're moving. You got all these things going on as an entrepreneur building. And you're like, you know what? I need to pick this up because so I haven't eaten. Let me go eat. And then you speaking on how that is actually affecting your budget because we put a gray area on it. That's why I said I wanted to really note that you need to put your groceries in a fit budget. It needs to be a fixed number. And another thing is we avoid going to the grocery store more than twice every two weeks, which forces us now to plan and write a list. Having that grocery list is not like a thing of the past. It's not the lever to beaver times where people just, oh, you got your grocery list? Let's bring it to the store. Another Something that we've been doing is we'll do the whole Walmart thing and just pick it up. So we don't even got to go into the store and be tempted with this sale or that sale. We'll look in our fridge. We'll go on a little Walmart app. We'll select all the things that we need for the house and make sure the numbers line up to where we're not over budget. I sit in the parking lot for 15 minutes. As opposed to going to the grocery store for two hours, they drop the groceries off, boom, and we're out. This saves me so much time, and it also gives me so much peace of mind that I'm not going to go into that grocery store and be tempted to buy something that I didn't originally plan on coming to the store to get in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because you may go to get one thing, then that $6 purchase, or just going to get a, a drink. Oh, you see something else. I'm going to get a bag of chips as well. You see something else. You know what? Tonight, I might need this. 
And then before you know it, you didn't spend 50 bucks in that grocery store based on that one soda that you went because that's how they're built. And yeah, and it's the same thing on Amazon and I think purchases. And we have to associate that these purchases we're doing are preventing us from taking those big steps forward or moving into our dream house or, or you know taking those dream vacations or the things to really level up. So, so this is the real conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is really the real conversation of needs versus wants. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. you got enough of this medicine to really understand how important this piece is. Okay, so we went from step one to 50, 30, 20 rule. We went to really analyzing our items and categorizing our payments based on our needs and our necessities, which is where is this item going to fall? Is this going to fall under a need? Is this going to fall under a want? Okay, and now we know to put groceries under a fixed number. Another piece I'm going to touch on is pay yourself, but I'm going to put that on uh, another step. So. Example, in this budget, what you want to do is, uh, like we said, different people need different things. But with your fluctuating bills, such as utilities, you want to separate those bills from fixed bills, such as now groceries, right? (laughs) Your auto bill, your auto loan, and say your rent or your uh, mortgage, because these bills don't change. Those are the same three bills you're going to pay every month. So you want to separate those from your fluctuating bills. And what you want to do with your fluctuating bills, such as your gas, electric, electricity, utilities, water, you want to take the highest statement in the past last 12 months and make that your estimated payment. Even if you don't pay that every month, you want to have more than what you need to pay that bill. Because what you don't want to do is go through the next month and you're like, oh man, we spent way too much on water and you don't have enough to cover that. Because what's going to happen is going to come from another bucket of your money, which is going to hinder your goal. And most likely to come from your savings, because what we need to live, we're going to we're going to focus on that. Right. How many of you like have you had that experience before where you're like, dang, I got to pull from this area to cover what I did over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Definitely been there. And it hurts. It hurts because you're trying to get to this goal and like that. This is another speed bump that's slowing me down. So one way to do that is I'm thinking about a biweekly budget. I do my budget every two weeks. I'm allocating my funds for every two weeks. Every two weeks, I'm splitting up my car note or I'm splitting up the larger payments, such as like my mortgage or my rent. If that's your situation, you're renting, split that up because what you want to do is you don't want to put all of your money down on one check to paying all your bills, and then you feel broke for two weeks. Those two weeks can become very, very long. And what happens is it can build up stress and anxiety because you're feeling so tight. So what you typically do is you then justify the grocery bill to give you a little bit more room because you're stressed. You might want to stress. You want to get out the house. You may spend more eating out. You may spend more The next two weeks, because you had to be so tight the first two weeks of the month, the next two weeks, you may just blow it on shopping. And that was a big thing for me. I was like, man, I'm justifying these shoes because I was disciplined the last two weeks. I would overdo it the the second two weeks of the month, which then puts you in the same situation come, you know, if this was September, you got the same situation come October. You didn't really get any closer because you're justifying stress spending. And that's one thing I really want to make sure you don't put yourself into that area or that category of that space mentally. And this can change your whole energy for the week. 
you'll probably feel more lively, more open to speaking with people. You'll probably want to speak about finances when you're doing good at something. Somebody asks you, hey, I'm trying to learn about this. You you want to jump into that conversation because people love talking about what they're good at, right? And I think that was part of the biggest situation growing up. A lot of people or families around me weren't doing good financially. So that was a taboo conversation. They didn't want to talk about it. Maybe embarrassment or things like that. I know, Jay, you spoke on that a little bit of, well, why, why don't people talk about this? Because of that feel good, those endorphins about the conversation. So stress spending, to prevent that, switch your larger payments, such as your mortgage or your rent, and two payments. If your rent is $1,000 for the month, for two weeks, split it to 500. For the next two weeks, put another 500. That way you'll have more cash flow with those two weeks to allocate towards going out a little bit more. And I also wanna make sure you guys include that in your budget. So under your wants, I want you to also include some flex spending, things that you wanna use to just go out and spend with friends, go out to eat. Um, my biggest guilty pleasure, and T knows it, is uh, not Buffalo Wild Wings, but Dirty Birds Dirty in Birds. San Diego. Oh my gosh, I love some wings. So what I would do is I put money away for that. I like, I know I love wings. I just wanna have some fun money. So if I had a budget of $2,000 for the month, I'm gonna make sure I take care of my, or no, that's too cheap. Let's say $4,000 for the month. I'm gonna make sure, it's California. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I take my $2,000, split it over two paychecks, two pay periods, $1,000 this pay period, $1,000 next pay period. I'm gonna pay my car note. Okay, I can fit this all on one car, all on one paycheck. Let me go ahead and put that $400 on this paycheck. Knock it out. If I got credit cards due, okay, I'm breaking it down. What's my highest paying credit card or my highest interest credit card? Let me put more on that first. Hopefully you don't have debt, but I'll break it down of how to get out of debt maybe in another episode, mm -hmm. but just giving you an idea of how to break this down. So now you got your wants. This is something I want to do. Okay, I want to spend some time going out eating with my friends. I know I have some birthdays coming up, so let me put some money to the side for that because I want to be able to go to those birthdays without all of a sudden, dang, I need to get a gift to go to this party. So put money away for friends and family. Me and my wife, we literally have probably eight different accounts for different things. Not saying you have to go crazy like that, but we literally have the bills account that takes care of utilities, lights, water, and that's one account. We have another account for our personal accounts, and this is where our fun money goes. We just give ourselves a budget as you would give, as a parent would give your um, children allowance. Don't think of it like that, but this is gonna give you space to live. If not, your budget won't work. If you don't have flex funds just to live, your budget will not work because you're gonna feel stressed. You're like, why am I doing this? You won't keep up with the goal because you're not actually enjoying life. So give yourself some flex money to spend just on going out with friends. If you wanna buy your wife or your spouse, your girlfriend a gift, you're like, I can do that. You know, I put money away for that. And then you can go into your savings. So you wanna pay yourself for that flex spending first. Then you also wanna pay yourself with your savings. And your savings, you're going to break down in maybe three different ways. One is emergency savings. So if you're an entrepreneur, this is something you also want to consider. So not only do you have emergency savings for, say, like a car that may come up unexpectedly, because that could really throw your budget off if it happens unexpectedly, you want to put under your savings plan for the goal that you want, that big goal, whether it's a house or a new car. And then for the third reason, you want to put in your savings for medical if you are an entrepreneur and say, 
now you don't have a 401k or a W-2 job where you get those benefits with your company. And I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurs may have run into this where you have a goal and a medical thing comes up and now you're like, dang, I got to cover this. Jay, T, can y'all kind of attest to that? You ever been there as far as like, okay, I'm planning, I'm planning. This came up unexpectedly now. How did you feel in that moment? Yeah, there's been times through my entrepreneurial journey, like little periods where I didn't have insurance, you know, and I was like, oh, that's more reason I need to invest in my health and take care of myself. But for me, it was a good mm-hmm. feeling knowing that all right, now that I'm married, I got a kid coming and and then having insurance was peace of mind knowing like I'm going to go take care of myself, get, get all my checkups, dental work, all that good stuff. But yeah, when a surprise comes along, it had created uncomfortable situations in our relationship that created stress and tension that was unnecessary. You know, if my partner takes care of her finances and I had just a different way of going about it, knowing that I always leveraged my credit and my credit scores in the 800s. And I was like, oh, if I have an issue, I can fall back on that. But at times it wasn't like that. And I just noticed in the past, those patterns in my relationships where I could go do the things that I wanted to do. But I think that that got in the way from real true growth and peace of mind and also led me to take on like job situations and work things out of necessity, like, oh, I need to do this out of stress things that I don't necessarily want to do mm-hmm. because of these poor habits. And so for me, that step of being proactive about it, when a situation came along, knowing that I had something to take care of that was such a good feeling. Yeah, it's not fun spending that money on emergency or something like that that mm-hmm. happens. But the peace of mind knowing that it's not going to take you off track and you can still stay focused with energy it's priceless. It really is. And a lot of people can't relate to that. There's some people that's a second nature and, hey, I got you know all this money saved up. But there's a lot of people that grow up without that feeling of safety and they just have so much more stress, which I think contributes to a lot of health factors mm-hmm. you know, that are stress related as well. Very true. What about you, T? Yeah, I think with emergency, you just never know. The other day, I got a chip on my tooth and have to go by the dentist and the insurance doesn't cover it. And suddenly that puts you in like, oh, now I had this plan, but I didn't factor this in. And now I have to go, you're just like caught with your pants down. So (laughs) I think taking that in consideration and actually planning for things like that in the future, just in case it happens, because it, you know, you get a flat tire, you get a toothache, or you just never know. But just planning for that, it just makes your plan even more resilient. And I do like that. I, I do have a question for you. Yes, sir. So savings, there's emergency. That's like anything disaster that happens, you have that savings account, emergency yes. account. There's a goals, like say you own a house or a car, your your money's going towards that. Mm-hmm. Now, the first question I have, is that separate accounts you have? Physically Those separate, are separate accounts? Those separate accounts that I have. I, I literally have an emergency savings account. Yeah. And then I have the goal savings account of what I really, really want. And I think that's important for the listener to know because it disciplines you in separating your money. Mm-hmm. Just don't have it all in one place. And when you look at it, it's like, then you look at your spreadsheet, oh, okay, I have X number in the bank and it's actually having a physical account, different accounts. Yeah. It just creates the more discipline there. It's and the last question, so it's emergency goals and what's the other one you had, life? So you have emergency, then you have goals and then you have say like friends and family. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? So that could be birthdays, that could be anniversary, somebody's coming up, you want to go to this event, things like that. You don't have to use your fun money for those moments. So when people say, hey, we want to invite you out to our kid's birthday party or, hey, 
we're having this event for the baby shower. And you're like, I don't want to miss those big life events. You know, let me just put that to the side. But I don't want to take it for my fun money either because I want to be able to do what I want to do with this pot of money. So that will allow you to still live and still have those relationships that we all run into situations where we're like, I want to be there to support my friends in these moments. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like you're missing out. You, ha- you don't have that uh, that FOMO, you know? Yeah. And then what about the category? So with investments, I've heard some people, you know, that, are, that preach investments are in the needs as well. So it's like that automatically 5% or 10% is going right into Roth IRA or whatever form of investment maybe is acquiring yeah, assets or whatever. What do you yes, think that? and that typically happens before your net income. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, earlier in the conversation, I wanted to say I really want to focus on the net income. Oh, I got you. Because yeah. you do have that gross to where from your gross income, which is simply after taxes, before taxes, this is what we're talking about. So the gross is everything you have before taxes. No, I got that. So, but I think that's a good mm-hmm. topic. We'll have to hit up as you know, teaching people how to be rich because, you know, my yes, wife sir. automatically comes out of her account. Myself, that is not automatic for me. So my investments are something that I you know manually choose and dis- disperse a different way. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs mm. do not have that set up. So I think that's something that we should touch on is. You know, where do we invest our monies given the situation we're in, like with all the financial issues and, and instability? Is it assets? Is it, you know, other high risk, low risk opportunities? So another topic. For sure. For sure. I could definitely tap into that on a high level. Um, I do have securities and things like that to be able to have that uh, that conversation in general. I won't be giving uh, any recommendations per se, but I can give uh, some education. Yep. That's what we can definitely do. Love it. Yes, sir. But to jump back on this budgeting topic, we're almost to the end. You guys, we spoke about motivation. We spoke about your payments, where you're going. We talked about the the 50, 30, 20 rule of what this should kind of look like once you finish allocating all your payments. We talked about putting your groceries in a fixed form to where, for me, our groceries, let me just break it down for you. We spend $600 on groceries biweekly. But another thing we have as a couple, um, you're talking about different accounts that we have. We have a date night account to where me and my wife, every two weeks, we make sure that we have some time for us, a date night. And sometimes we can break it down. We're like, you know what? We have a lot more because we didn't do so much this last trip. So let's go out this week. We can go out next week too because we still have funds left. We have a date night account. So everything works automatically. You remember how you're talking about the 401k, how the money automatically goes there? We set up our accounts, which most people can do nowadays with the technology, the apps, to where all these transfers, we don't have to do them ourselves. We're not physically up there for an hour moving all this money every time we get a paycheck. We have this stuff on automatic transfers. And most banks, if you have something on an automatic transfer, it really doesn't matter how many accounts you have because they're being utilized. So you shouldn't have to worry about fees or anything like that. Talk to your bank, wherever you're going about that stuff. But we have them out there. The technology is out there. So we really don't have too many excuses in this generation with all the technology we have to easily set our budgets and our lives. So we're not thinking about money every week. It just shows up where it's supposed to. Every two weeks, guaranteed, every every Friday that comes in, boom. So this is, I want to specify, this works on a bi-weekly budget. And this is what keeps us to kind of narrow things down. So every time we get paid, this is what happens. Some people work on a monthly budget, depending on how your salary is. You may get paid once a month, depending on you, you know your company that you work for. Some people get paid on the 1st and the 15th. 
or however this works, this is specifically for a bi-weekly budget. So if you haven't tried this style of budgeting, because there are different ways to do it, I just gave you two other ones. This is what I'm talking about specifically, a bi-weekly budget. So the fourth one was pay yourself in three ways. We talked about the savings. So there's three types of savings. We said your goal. Secondly, you want to have emergencies. And then you also want to include money for like friends and family, which could be, you know, things you want to support, baby, wedding showers, birthdays, you know, all those good things there. So those are the three breakdowns of savings. Hopefully this really helps you all to really understand some aspects of how I budget, also the mindset that I have when I'm budgeting, what things I'm putting in what category to make sure I'm not going out of budget. And just again, to just break it down, you have your higher bills. See if you can split those in two so you don't stress spend the next two weeks. You have your savings, three breakdowns of your savings, goals, emergency, and friends and family. And then you have pay yourself first. Have your fund money set aside that you can go out and spend carefree. That's also within a fixed number. Don't let this be a gray area. Be disciplined and practical that you can say, okay, this works for me. And then lastly, look at your budget on things that are not necessary. Look at things that are, "Mm, I could go without this. I don't need five streaming services. Maybe I just have three. Maybe I just have two. And really break it down. You know, try to be practical based on your situation. If you do go to the gym, don't cut that out your budget. Put that in your budget as a fixed payment. That way you can commit to going to the gym because you're putting money in. You got skin in the game. That's keeping you motivated to take care of yourself. You know, different people have different needs. Some people may not have to put insurance under their budget as a fixed thing. Some people may have to do that. So be practical with your situation and be real to yourself. And when you look at this, I promise it's going to make you a more honest man. And that is the bulk of this manhood experiment. Fellas, thank you as always for joining us. The manhood experiment of today, as you would guessed it, yes. Listen to this podcast again if you need to. Go through the steps. Create your own biweekly budget, hopefully using the 50-30-20 rule. Hopefully that helps you categorize this and see how it works out for you. Stay committed. Find that motivation to keep it up. Take these steps. I promise you, it will change you. It'll make you a better man, less stress, more focused, more decisive. And this is the Manhood Experiment. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of the Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment.